To me, magic is hope. It's joy. It's pure, pure passion. It's a feeling that we can create a better earth. It's the sparkle behind people's eyes. Magic is that secret ingredient to getting through those tougher days, and it's the thing that makes dreams actually seem possible. Welcome to an absolute passion project of mine, a collection of conversations telling the stories of people making magic real. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Making Magic Real. I'm so, so, so excited to be up to episode 9 and I hope you've been having a lovely week so far. I feel like I've had a bit of a random week this week. We are in lockdown at the moment, so yeah, a lot of gardening, a lot of reading, a lot of napping, a lot of, yeah, getting work done still but in a weird blur kind of way um yeah I'm super grateful I'm well ahead of like recording podcast conversations so you know I can like just be editing them and working on them so that's (laughs) I'm really glad I've done that but yeah I think this is such a perfect time to share this conversation that I had with Monty not too long ago and it's just so potent his vision is so beautiful for the future and honestly such a passionate person so enthusiastic his purpose is so strong and so aligned with nature in every way possible so we chat a little bit today about permaculture for the body and going into medicinal mushrooms and just kind of like yeah I guess that journey of like stepping back in to reconnecting our souls to just be in complete alignment with nature which I think honestly is yeah what we're all craving right now on a collective level so yeah I'm really excited to share this chat today and I hope it brings you some joy wherever you are however you're going and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did so yeah sending you love and let's jump in welcome Monty to episode 9 of making magic real and this is actually the first podcast I've recorded in like in my house so yeah. welcome oh well, yeah it's amazing like to be in your room and jam <laughs> it's normally just jam and, and paint and yeah. eat and just like talk about plants and life and stuff so it's nice to be mm. back in the space but with a deeper intention for our conversation to be yeah. heard by lots of people <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> So I met Monty about, I met you about three years ago at Bulga Beat and it was kind of just more like a brief interaction in the sense of like Monty was teaching a plant workshop and you were definitely one of the people to like inspire me to get plants in my room because you were just like talking about all the great benefits and I was like, whoa, that's wild. And then we just happened to be in the same community in Newcastle um, after that, which is really cool. And then I feel like since then our paths are just like aligned more and more and more and yeah, it's just so exciting. I mean, yeah, you guys, I don't know, maybe we should put like a photo of us up with, in her room. With oh, all yeah. the plants. There's literally <laughs> about seven plants in here. Now, yeah. So, They're uh, all like, thank you, Monty. It's, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's like a little tropical jungle in here. So apart from teaching people about plants and just, yeah, you do so many incredible things, would you like to go through some of the roles that you have in your life at the moment? Yeah, I mean, okay, so it's a pretty wild one. Like I, I would say, so a lot of my journey actually just began going through the traditional kind of education system yeah and so I've had a lot of different roles and titles and like being in corporate like once again lots of roles and (laughs) ladders systems and stuff but today and kind of within the last month what I've been labeling myself as Mm. is I'm striving and heading towards becoming a leader in nature connection 
Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. So it just, it feels really mm. like a lot of journaling and like that is an embodiment mm. of so many branches that I'm currently doing. Mm. It's not limiting and it's very open. It and rings so, really right too. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, and then in a traditional sense, I guess, like urban, specifically specializing urban permaculture, um, mycology. Yeah. And then, like, also just, like, a practicing artist, like a creative um, as well. So mm. kind of very just a nature-infused, <laughs> loving human. Um, and I express myself mainly through, like, Urban Botanica Collective, which is a business that I started back in 2018. That's also, like, a like a leadership in, you know, mm. entrepreneurialism. And is just... your main sense of income now to mainly through Urban Botanica? Yeah, it's... I. I actually realized probably early or maybe end of last year, um, 2020, that it was really set up as a social enterprise. So mm. in saying that, what that means, mainly geared to make income and then the income wouldn't go towards me. It would actually go back into the community. Yeah. So it's just that it would give me a little bit of money just to like host these workshops and run yeah. these things. So it was like this cool way that I could interact with the community. Mm. But now... I've like now I'm not in the corporate world. Yeah. I'm now like changing that. So it's it's actually going to become part of what it is currently. Yeah. You know, the way that I'm living <laughs> yeah. um, and putting clothes and food and stuff on the table. And you teach lots of workshops through that, like the terrarium yeah. buildings and now the yeah. like teaching about mushrooms yeah. and soon to be markets as well. Yeah. yeah. So we've done one market store next to Julia. Yeah. <laughs> was so good. It was such a good day. Um, <laughs> and it made, really just opened up my eyes really to my, like my products. Like what am I actually offering mm. my community? Cause I like rocked up with vegetables. <laughs> I rocked up with like terrariums, medicinal mushrooms, tinctures. Um, You're like, like here's all me where. Like, just like everything. Everyone's like, whoa, what is, where's this guy come from? He's got all these like, it's like, what is he doing? I'm An like, exotic straw full like, of all the goodies. Yeah, I'm like this Persian underground <laughs> yeah. nature dealer or something like that. Like, yeah, it really was like, okay, cool. I really need to take a moment to sit back and not rock up with like every single nature-inspired like thing that I'm doing and really just like get clear on like, for example, like, mm. like especially with Urban Botanica Collective, yep. getting clear on like what am I offering mm. and what what problem am I actually solving? Um, because, yeah, it's my intention is always for the community. Yeah. It's always to support and fulfill some type of need that mm. community needs in a nature-infused way, which is like, yeah, one of the reasons why mm. Urban botanica collective exists and that's your driving force like that's your why behind everything you do i feel like that's just like that in itself it's just gonna like power you ahead Mm. so far like just keeps you going those little like days where you get like a bit should i keep doing this and then you just remember that and that's so powerful yeah Mm. i mean some of these workshops i run you know um i'm gonna be running my first kids workshop in like 13 days (laughs) you looked at your watch you're like like, in (laughs) 13 days that's coming up <laughs> oh my god it's gonna be just like such a different experience running like an adult's yeah, workshop it, it completely is um, and they kind of they kind of teach you the art of surrender because it's like with adult workshops you're like yep yeah, it's gonna work like this and everyone's like yeah sure but children they're like we want to do this and you have to like yeah. be like i want to give you this information but really adapt to how they want to learn it absolutely yeah I'm, i think i'm really gonna have to like i'm pretty good with kids like i'm massive families so i'm uncle mm. to so many kids but like that embodiment 
of being a kid yeah. like just for an hour and a half i yeah. just you know, i don't know what their exposure to adults are but yeah. like man am i gonna be like I'm am gonna i gonna be, be like, the best i'm just gonna be like the most <laughs> six foot one kid you've ever seen in your life like it's gonna be really I cool that. i want to come sit in and just like watch that unfair <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be so oh, stoked oh. yeah so that like that like that stuff and especially mm. like when a mum comes in with her kid or just like three like a lot of my demographic are like there are a lot of them like women yeah just these beautiful people coming in mm. and you can see we all we all like when we share together we all share the same theme and yeah. idea that we love nature we love plants we love things that are natural um and we miss it mm. and so yeah it's really amazing to like that stuff is what makes me show up. It's yeah. just like knowing that, yeah, I am like, I have expressed myself into the world. Mm. Never thought I'd be a leader. Yeah. Like, it would just be, constantly be like behind someone else going, yeah, you do that thing. Yeah, good job, I'm man. I'm here to support you. Yeah, we're here, you know, but then like you're like standing there and you're like, you've got the reins. Mm. And you're making all the decisions. Like, mm. and yeah, it's a place of, um, kind of it's forever evolving Mm. it's forever changing i think humbling too because it's humbling to know that you've been given a space or like you've been shown like to people that want to listen to what you have to say i think Mm. that is an incredible position to be in as well yeah Mm. i just got goosebumps just like just felt that in my like in my soul like just then yeah just be heard yeah listen the ideas and thoughts that you bring to the table are mm. actually really freaking cool. So people are resonating with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, that it shows itself in mm. money, like monetary value. Yeah. But a lot of people don't see what you see. You don't see yeah. the smiles and yeah. the enjoyment. You know, like Jamie, who probably listens oh, yeah. to this podcast, I love her. <laughs> um, just going to sh- little shout out to her. Like, she was like, she came to our first her own building workshop and we had yeah. a little filming crew there oh, for the first cute. one. And there's just this video of her like holding a terrarium oh into her heart and snuggling it. And it's at the end of the video that we did. Yeah. And I was just like, she is, just embodies like the amount of joy and love and like connectedness that I want someone to feel. Yeah. She became my demographic. Yeah. Literally, like, she's so cute. Yeah. And she's, yeah, she oh. is just such a bundle of joy as well. Yeah. But that's, yeah, it's really amazing. Mm. Like start- I think that's beautiful. I think, yeah, it's so important to, whilst you're doing things that you're so passionate about, yeah, it's important to like support yourself money-wise. But I always think of it too, it's like people's smiles or like the stories people share and like it's that human connection that makes what you're doing worthwhile. It's just so exciting that you can do something that like allows you to have these like deep connections and still be supported in mm. a world where we at the moment still need money. It's 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 pretty beautiful. Mm. I would love to know how like you're living this life now and you're just embodying like just following your passion and following your curiosity and following like where the connection is how did you grow up and like what were the big catalysts of change like that you experienced in your life that really have like brought you to this point yeah wow that's a juicy question (laughs) (laughs) i just sit back with my tea now and i'm like off you go you really just want to we're just saying before we started the podcast like you know you really want to make someone emotionally invested in the other one and someone else's story yeah and i'm like like you want you guys probably want to hear me cry yeah. you know you really just we want, want to like, tears. You want to give me tears but like and, uh. and that's yeah that's probably where i head to it's actually mm. you know like i'm the first generation here like indian fijian nepalese so yeah. it's my i'm the first generation to be walking upon this land and have um you know to be raised by two white 
um, adopted grandparents. I have this whole other world mm. shown to my culture, to a, a lineage of humans that have just never seen such a beautiful place before. Yeah. And then like endless um, freedoms and opportunities and like just like heaps of time in nature, heaps of mm. camping, heaps of fishing with my granddad. Just like I start... Like got my dad's like an avid gardener. He used like we used we still have a farm in Fiji. Yeah. Um. So he's just like an absolute machine at growing. <laughs> so like all that's in my you know in my lineage. Like also being Sharma. Mm. It's this is it's it's so it's so simple to talk about it now because yeah. it's taken literally like. 15, 20 years of like understanding and talking to family members mm. to actually realize, you know, why, why are you here? Like, yeah. why, why are you showing up? Like, what is your purpose? Because that's a pretty intense question to ask. Did you like ask, that. like, did you ask your family members that? Well, as we, well, or did you like, like diving into the history kind of thing of your own line? Well, because we were kind of put in that position of being in Fiji mm. um we weren't in our heartland because of slavery yeah so we don't really have any of that type of documentation mm. to really understand why and who like where where are we from where are our roots we literally just got uprooted mm. put in a completely different place in the world and then whatever you know whatever intelligence or you know whatever skills we had which was growing essentially yeah. we were just forced to do that to, mm. to make a living like my parents came here with literally no money five hundred dollars oh my goodness to their name um and just a loving you know, two loving adopted white grandparents that found this on a found my my dad mm. and the 16 other siblings oh that he God. had just on a farm somewhere and then you know we've teleported into this place yeah and so yeah like now i'm this human i'm mm. 28 yeah right now i'm 28 and i'm standing here and i've accumulated all this knowledge like mm -hmm. i went and embodied a lot of this stuff in costa rica in the jungle for a long time really go is this what i want yeah it's like to leave the corporate world and just really experience like permaculture herbalism micromediation like just the mushroom the fungal network like understand all the amazing that would things have been such doing. a different immersion to like going from corporate because what was your corporate role as well that uh, was... yeah so essentially um was working as a design draftsman and we were mainly focusing on designing um plant design so plant being like like a uv treatment plant Yep. or like a pumping station or yep. like designing uh, basins that would slowly filter water through mm -hmm. a development site and then by the end of that we would the water would be clean so mm -hmm. um, we'd plant it out with certain plants that would yeah. deal with chemicals and like yeah it was just essentially just moving moving earth but then yeah. trying to rebuild it or dealing with waste mm. and then trying to filter through a system to clean it um i like got so sad like so just like was my soul was just like not in my body i was just like a robot going to work yeah. it was so emotionally volatile i just got home had it was having tea in bed with my mum, and i was just crying i was like mom mm. i don't know where i'm meant to go i don't know what i'm meant <sighs> to do and she's like go just go oh. away just go just leave everything and just travel go do something that you're actually passionate about mm. and leave for a bit just go be you and mm. so it was like this sold everything 
cut all yeah. the ties. Peace out. Mum gave me permission to go be me. Like, you know. Like that's all you need, mum's blessing. You're like, I'm supported by my mum. Absolutely. Oh, that's so, so nice. Yeah. Oh. And then diving into Costa Rica from that. Yeah. It was just being like such a high contrast because you were staying. Were you staying on a farm then or like on yeah. a village or a community? Yeah, yeah. So I just had met some random woman from Bermuda Triangle uh, at a festival and she's like have you heard of Putamona and I was like no but I'm gonna add it to my notes in my phone because you know what you do when you're yep, at a festival yep. you're like you meet so many people and it's like the I, vibes just, are high. I just got a log I've got a log you should yep. some of the stuff that's in my notepads if someone read them they're like what is going on like what is this guy doing with his day like I, I'll read them. I'll yeah, read please. them after the after <laughs> yeah. the show's done because they're just they're crazy. That's but, so funny. Um, yeah, she's like Putamona. Um, my friend worked on their website. It's a really cool, like off the grid permaculture center. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. So ended up mm. doing that. Went and dropped into this place for half a year. Met visionary artists. Met herbalists. Like mm. permaculturists. Like met like Paul Stamets for the first time. That's he's so like incredible. such an epic human. Like yeah. his talks. Um, and like him meeting the Putamona crew and stuff like mm. Stephen Brooks um, also an epic human like building like literal communities off grid um, Alegria Village Putamona like you just saw all these people who were like creatively responding mm. to change you know like you just like fill your yeah. cup up you like take as many notes <laughs> I filled up like six journals while I was there and just came back yeah. and I was like that's it yeah. this is me this feels aligned mm. and then yeah here I am back on back on the on the grid yeah interacting with my communities and have all that knowledge and just slowly finding ways to express that into the world and like really yeah just becoming like really like an educator mm. um, of the natural world and I feel like it kind of like whilst being an educator it also brings people hope because if people can't go over to those places like that's incredible you could like have that opportunity but if people are perhaps working their jobs and they are like low on funds and they really can't find a way out of it the fact you can like bring that hope we're fed so much the world's just dying and we're just heading into like a big doom pit but like if you can bring that back to them be like no here's really beautiful solutions that work and mm. I've met people doing them that it's like yeah. it's we can make change actually happen yeah. and that isn't really a story that you offered I think mainly a cause of just the media yeah you know? and and I, I felt defeated yeah but yeah like very much like mm. I've actually in this like it's a pretty interesting concept is that like because we are created from nature mm. so that must mean that we're like guardians of nature mm. and so every human has the opportunity and the choice yeah to show up in the world in a way that supports mother nature yeah and you're right like it's actually I actually feel that through most of my life, I've been like a guardian. Mm. I show up to protect. Yeah. E even outside of the professional realm or like without a business sense or anything, yeah. I like really genuinely just want people to feel safe. And so, you know, it's, it's this deep sense that we are doing things that are irre irreversible. But like when I walk out in nature and I can see how epic some of these systems are and the way they like protect themselves and the resilience they like have built into the into their systems. Mm. I know it's not over, and so I refuse to roll over 
yeah. and die. You know, mm. I just embody nature mm. and literally start to think. Like, I'm, like, thinking like a mushroom yeah. every day. I love that. I'm, like, literally just, like, I am embodying a mushroom. Yeah. My network can probe and touch anything. Yeah. And that can become a way of connection. So... I love to dive into now a bit about like permaculture and how that integrates into the community and all those kind of things, those, those, how do we say that word? So I'd like to start with what does permaculture mean to you? Mm, it's such a hype word, isn't it? Mm, there's so much to it. So it's like I love asking what it means mm. to like each person because I think it's so different depending what area they're focusing on. So, yeah. I'd yeah, like to know. absolutely. It's, yeah, well, for me, I, I've been asked to talk about permaculture so many times and for me, it always comes back to an embodiment of living. It's not actually like rules or guides or like instructions on on to do something it's actually a um a modality that when you embody you just are more connected with the earth because for example we could just like the permaculture zones we just talk about zero that could be your home or it could just be you and then like your zone one could just be like you know your bedroom and then like your zone two could just be like just outside and you know, just outside like your network who your friends mm. like you start like trying to understand how you yourself are a system mm. and you're naturally you know like you are collecting resources you're observing things all around you every day and you can use those things and so i I do actually talk about this on like more in depth on my podcast. Mm. If you wanted to go in and actually listen to each yeah. kind of principle and value system, I actually highly just, recommend just jumping in. It's called "Born from Nature" is Monty's podcast. Yeah, that's <laughs> yep. like this is a juicy episode. I really love that. Like, I really love that outlook mm. of permaculture applying. Yeah, applying the systems to people is like going to create such a big ripple of change you know we've healed ourselves and we know how to function kind of more harmoniously then of course we're going to like create better things on the earth even even mm. for us as two business owners yeah because we both have studied and mm. are like literally embodying permaculture we've already made we could as a collaborative yeah like we can already create more abundance mm. and like look at resources energies within our business yeah. how they synergize like your paper Waste could potentially be my food source for mushrooms. Yeah, so true. Like, you know, yeah. we could we yeah. can look at so many th- so many more things underneath the lens mm. and just create abundance from it. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's really interesting. Um, like, you, you know, you would think the stock being taught literally as grassroots stuff for kids. Yeah. And like, I'm, I've learned it in the last, like, you know, four, probably last six years. And I'm only just still like, so like, I'm not even that deep in it. No, man. no. Like, it just seems like this infinite <laughs> vortex of education. There's just so much to learn. Yeah. But if I had to pick where permaculture has most influenced my life is I'm very interested in the soil food web Mm -hmm. because of my mycology background. Naturally, I'm drawn towards things that are considered to be waste, I guess, in our society. Mm -hmm. But mushrooms are like, you know, it's so cool because fungi, like they really interact with energy and resources in its final parts of it living. And so they go from like death and like mold Mm. and decay and like festering like all these things that we're afraid of actually which is so weird and revolted (laughs) yeah and then like yeah on the other edge of that is just life yeah it's like this conversion of something that's so vile and gross Mm. to something that like 
is like the building blocks of life. Yeah. Right? So it's like pretty cool to change something which has no value, mm. essentially, to something that has a lot of value. And I'm like, re- like that's when you really sit back, you look at Mother Nature and like, you're an mm. alchemist, aren't you? Yeah. Like you're like really changing stuff within the earth, like on some grand, yeah. wild, just I can't. I and so can't. subtly too. I, I love to like... You look at nature and, like, Mother Nature's not, like, you know, rubbing your face. They're like, look what I've achieved today. <laughs> like, imagine if Mother Nature had, like, an Instagram and they're like, look what I've done every five seconds. You'd be like, calm down. But it's so interesting, like, <laughs> just, just doing so many incredible things and it's just happened. Like, it just is, like, happening over time. I, like, could, just, I could just think <laughs> of a story, like a story for Mother Nature of Instagram. It'd, like, have, like, one story. It's like, take a deep breath in. Next slide. I made that for you. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be like... And there's like a hundred of them every yeah. day. Oh yeah. my God, it's so good. Like, oh, I would totally, oh. I would follow. And yeah. Like comment, subscribe, monthly oh. subscription to that. All the Absolutely. things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Oh, goodness. Yeah, just like, for me, I think developing, probably one of the biggest things that we need mm. to do. Yeah. Um personally is actually develop our soil and i think mushrooms i don't think mushrooms i know mushrooms are a big big part of converting things back into soil Mm. and how would someone say i was in my garden and i was like hey i really want to like enrich this soil or like bring it back how would you suggest people start to go about that like where are they getting the mushrooms from like is they just you know they're getting mushroom compost are they putting Mm. like they're growing mushrooms like how is that happening yeah well in my current so in my greenhouse i will get like three fruits of mushrooms and then like yeah as you mentioned like i'm gonna have a lot of mushroom compost yeah which is awesome because um, mushroom compost does a few things. It's going to be rich with kind of like nitrogen. It's going to be jam-packed full of nitrogen. And, you know, typically in um, in the soil food web, they're going to attract in a lot of different insects. Yeah. Um, they're going to increase the water retention in your beds. They're going to essentially, like I personally haven't had any mushrooms grow back out of my block. So yeah. they're not like fruiting bodies, but it's still alive. Mm. It's still like a living thing for a certain amount of time in the ground. Yeah, And so these are, these bags are particularly oyster mushrooms. Mm. But when you start actually looking at like mycorrhizal powders and mm. stuff that you can add into your soil, like, and um, we've, I've been practicing this outer retreat center um, up the coast in Nulla Nulla, um, Black Which is Smiths. so beautiful. Oh, yeah. Also, you've been, like, yeah. Been there. Oh, my God. Highly, just, like, highly recommend you can stay there as, like, an Airbnb. And, yes, yeah, Nulla Nulla at Black Smiths, and it is absolutely stunning. Like, it's literally a little house on a hill, and it's, like, surrounded by a river at the bottom. And, yeah, they're doing so many incredible things there. But continue yes. on. That, yeah. Yeah, oh. Wen and Guido, they are just such beautiful humans. Yeah. And I, I absolutely love them and everything they stand for. Guido's a blacksmith, and Wen is, like, an old... Uh, like, she used to be a German um, fashion designer. Yeah, it's they're such a, they're such a powerhouse yeah. of humans. But, you know, like... Even there, like, for example, if you start talking about how mushrooms interacting with their beds, Mm. it's getting that mycorrhizal powder. So mycorrhizal, just as like, just to talk about that real quickly, mycorrhizal fungi is a, is a, is a species of fungi that helps with um, underground relations and resources. So these fungi actually, 
helping the plants by giving them nutrients that they need. They build little mycelial webs, so they also connect them to communicate mm. a lot easier and better. So if predators are coming around, um, they can quickly, you know, neurologically pulse, send yeah. messages, and then these plants can um, can react to, you know, the danger mm. much more quickly. Yeah, so getting mycorrhizal powder can be really, really beneficial, especially mm. with, um, like, anything that's growing on the ground, like your, yeah. your root vegetables, like carrots, works really, really well. Um, corn, it also mm. works really, really well. I think I know um, some, like, Courtney, like, she had a small bed at the front of her house, and it was, like really not that thick in soil and we was seeing it before and it was just like you know it's cruising along and then like a month later I had visited and it was just like thriving and I was like oh my goodness like what if you like whoa like your, your stuff is going she's like oh I put this like powder that like, your micro I'm probably gonna say it wrong mycorrhizal um fungi in it and like I just can't even express like the difference like it was just like thriving and this is like a really small thin bed yeah. and yeah I've incredible of the results yeah, yeah. it's amazing and you know, this is a rule of nature. When diversity is made a a really important part of mm. anything, it's gonna thrive. Yeah. Like it's just like in our communities, mm. we don't have diversity, we don't you know, it's just not gonna be mm. as rich. Yeah. So mushrooms like being that that beautiful interaction, like mm. yeah, just getting getting more insects into your garden making like centipedes millipedes mm. worms like you know little isotopes springtails like getting cute. all these things bug around. hotels oh my god absolutely <laughs> they are They're like so cute absolutely yeah and yeah that's cool man like your food's just gonna be better off as yeah. well your food's just gonna be so much like more potent mm. when you eat it because it's just gonna be so much more alive and green and full of nutrients and even going like full cycle if you're growing this like really beautiful food then you're eating it and then you're like pooing it out if you have your compost toilet and that is just becoming like the next sort of compost it's just going to become like such a rich like that cycle is so rich after seeing like actually physically working in dealing with sewer and waste Mm. i think this is like um going to be a really important part of of our like of our systems mm. is like stop forcing the government to have to deal with our waste and yeah. start actually being accountable for mm. ourselves. And yeah, mushrooms are literally eating our waste. Yeah. So I think this partnership with the fungi network mm. is going to be like a really, like they are a keystone species on this planet and they have literally helped terraform this entire planet. If we're going to have any chance of making it into the future mm. and make a thriving a thriving world we really need to like drop into um their existence mm. um make like actually have that conversation and yeah. understand them and really build a relationship where we're like growing together makes it exciting then yeah and working together like it's working with nature not against it or like trying to shape it the way we want it. it's like how do you want to go like where how can we assist you absolutely because yeah. nature is receptive yeah nature is so receptive all we need yeah. to do is open ourselves up yeah to experience it yeah you know yeah just dropping back into being a kid a bit more yeah like constantly just having good play yeah having fun and just getting our hands into the earth yeah. like connecting in getting a deep squat and just sit there for like two <laughs> hours just like yeah love this yeah this is so fun (laughs) i wish i could like put in those hand actions here (laughs) 
Oh, oh absolute so gold. Oh, I'd love to dive into Ooh, Ooh, la, la. Would you love to chat about any projects you're working on at the moment that are maybe close oh. to your heart or maybe something either something you're working on that's in the creation process or something you've done that you you feel really fulfilled by and you'd like to share? One of my visions and I've yeah. already started financially planning this out is I'm going to essentially have a set of workshops yeah. and these are going to be um, a mix between you know, teaching people how to, how to grow <laughs> mushrooms, they're going to be terrarium building, um, some permaculture, like just teaching people how to compost, yeah. um, all this kind of grassroots stuff. And once that project is um, running and it's run for a year, based on that, I should be able to actually put funds into developing a product and so i actually like my background is like i have a bachelor's degree in product design industrial design yeah. and so still directly dealing with the urban like the urban permaculture sense like putting nature back into mm. urban spaces yeah like i would love to be able to get that money to like crowdfund my own product and when you say product and what would be a product that would be almost like a resource do you mean or do you mean like a literal product of like a example like a soil something that would help enrich your soil is that the kind of product you kind of so the product that i would love to make would have to be around like that terrarium that terrarium market yeah creating this beautiful little place where someone can literally build their yeah. own little nature system mm. and have this beautiful anchoring space in their house. Like yeah. when you're in an urban space, you very rarely get the exposure to nature. Yeah. And so I think a lot of and a lot of the reasons why a lot of people come to my terrain building workshops mm. and they've tried to do it and it just they can't they just can't get it right. Yeah. And so if I can actually develop a product that can help sustain nature yeah. and be this beautiful anchoring of rem- remembrance mm. of nature and connection to nature. I think that's like a good beginning step yeah. to re- like remembering or reprogramming or rewiring mm. our society to want more nature. They can see the value mm. in having green spaces in urban mm. environments. I think creating beautiful things and like truly beautiful things, like whether it's like, yeah, creating nature spaces or like creating some really beautiful like earth architectural, like mm. crazy building. Like I think that like in beauty, like there's such, there's something that wakens the soul. There's something that like, yeah, makes you want to change, like makes you want to do more and like makes mm. you want to do better. And you're like seeing something that's so beautiful and in line with nature can yeah can change people's lives yeah and it's been no like we can try and we can try and um i don't know like continue to believe that nature it's it's important to us but like the actual taking the steps to integrate Mm. it back in with us like we can make those choices now yeah like we've had a pretty big like world shake like yeah. the world really shaked us and rattled us around and it took us like a bit of time to be like, oh, okay, we can like, we can hear you now. Um, and so now it's like, okay, we're now transitioning. Yeah, this definitely is like, 100%. We are, we are now, we are, we are, we are aware and we are trans, 
transitioning towards being more conscious yeah really thinking really thinking about like what do our cities look like Mm. what do they integrate like Mm. what businesses what businesses are actually included and and a fundamental to making a city run like eg look at feedback organic yeah. Composting. You need composting, a composting company. Yeah. Someone needs to be dealing composting with composting waste. waste and create. They're still growing vegetables. Exactly. They're just system. flipping waste. Yeah. Like it's gonna be like then just like we were we were talking earlier. Like mm. some people are gonna be growing turmeric. Yeah. Some people are gonna be growing fruit. Yeah. Some people are going to be like doing herbs baking bread we can't like one person can't do it all but if Mm. we all just come together we realize how much like that diversity Mm. how like in that diversity how amazing our cities can be if they Mm. have just a bit more consideration to how we can support each other Mm. and it doesn't need to be a competition it actually is now we're all on that same collective thing of man we're trying to exist on this planet earth and do it like ethically and sustainable and and sustainable and like actually we're actually thinking about the human that's next to us yeah and like really giving a crap yeah like that's really important yeah um, I think, and yeah, yeah, if we can seed this into our um, into our communities, I think it's just mm. gonna be so enriching for the next generation that's coming. Hundred percent. So I think that all like weaves in so beautifully with yeah to act locally. I think yeah, first you're stepping back to like how you're saying like permaculture is working on yourself with a kind of permaculture lens and really integrating this like full system of like health and well-being and love within yourself and that was just going to expand out and out mm-hmm. and I think it's incredible that you're really educating people about like mushrooms and medicinal mushrooms and because they have such they're so potent for our health and well-being and if we're coming from a place of health and well-being we're going to be making better decisions and we're going to be able to like do better things and make bigger change and like that is where the power is and we can't do it from a sick body Mm. or a sick mind so i'd love for you to chat about just like oh you're like strap on in i'd love you to chat about maybe the power of medicinal mushrooms and yeah deep dive this is (laughs) yeah this is okay let's fungi i just like (laughs) Every day I feel like, let's be real, guys. I've been, I'm going to be honest with you, no messing around. I've been inoculated by mushrooms psychologically and they are in every, almost in every day of my living life. Uh, Do not spend a day without. You are the fun guy. I I am the fun guy. Once you're the fun guy. Um, I literally live and breathe i cannot think of a day for a very long time i haven't eaten a mushroom mm. um i actually brought us a mushroom yeah. broth and ramen to eat i'm so excited this, to eat after, after this, this oh after this episode so it's yeah okay so let's really understand just one aspect of fungi that mm. has probably been one of the, the most amazing things yeah. that has happened to our entire existence on this planet penicillin mm. so mold like literal, like yeah. a literal scientist finds a mold. This mold's like somehow fighting off all these other things that are coming for it. And he's like, how is it doing that? <laughs> and then, bam, we have penicillin. It's yeah. like one of the most amazing biological finds mm. um, that we have ever found. And it has helped us and so many people that have been sick live mm. right that's one that's just like one mole just like really i actually thi- know that was like a yeah fungi, like a 
Yeah, literally yeah. made from a mold. Crazy. It's absolutely wild, right? Yeah. And then, like, let's put this in perspective, right? There are three times the species of mushrooms than there are plants. So think oh about how many different plants you've seen in just your lifetime. Yeah. And now times that by three. And that's how many mushrooms. My brain just kind of melts because it just can't. Because like you like you barely see all the plants, but like you're like, where are they all? Because they're so tiny and they're doing so much work. You're like, ah. Just when you think you've identified a plant, it's like, no, I'm actually the sister to that plant. That's just like, okay, well, I'm gonna just go write that down and I'm gonna go study some more. Okay, cool. BRB. So like, let's just yeah. So. We've already talked a lot about fungi already, but yeah. like, let's really put it in perspective. Yeah. Every single day, like mm. even right now, you're listening to this podcast. There's probably an excretion of digestive enzymes on from mushrooms covering the whole planet, and it's like bucket buckets load yeah. of just like breaking things down and then converting it back into something that's soil. Like right now, like nature is this epic, just happening right like, now. Yeah. It's just like. <laughs> Just breaking us down as we talk. Just like <laughs> uh, interesting plug. Uh, oh my god! Yes. The uh, there's a project called the Infinity Burial Project. Check what? it out. There's a TED talk, and it's um, it's a amazing creative lady. Essentially, is cultivating oyster mushrooms in a lab. So you like send skin samples and hair samples, <laughs> and you send it into a lab, and then they train. So oyster mushrooms can be trained. Yeah. To eat things yeah and so they train these oyster mushrooms to eat you and then <laughs> when it. you die you get a mushroom suit that has been designed to eat your dna and your like your body yeah and you get buried in that suit and then the mushrooms go through the epic process of actually breaking down all the toxins and heavy metals mm. and chemicals that are in your body and put them into the soil instead of into the air so like obviously like i'm when, so signing up for that yeah oh dude Absolutely. I don't like yeah. I don't know when I'm gonna start scraping my body, but it's gonna be pretty soon yeah. because like I would love to be eaten by fungi. Yeah. Because when we burn our bodies, we put all those heavy metals, all the mercury, yeah. like everything back up into the air. Whereas mushrooms, they break down anything hydrocarbon based. So pretty much anything on this planet. Yeah. They even eat crude oil. So like you can imagine how easily yeah. they would eat our body. Yeah. Um, I just saw this is a such <laughs> My mind's just like, what I'm just like, um, on NCYS, not that I watch that. I just have like the mushroom killer and they like can't find him anywhere. And it's just like, he's just carrying mushroom bags like made for people and he just eats them and it's it disappears. So cool. oh, oh, that's going to be epic. <laughs> oh, not good for that. For, no. Yeah. I mean, if it's going to be good for breaking down our bodies, not for like a serial killer. It'd be the slowest <laughs> film. It would be the slowest, slowest <laughs> film. It's like, very slow mycelial network reaching over your body. It'd be the slowest, slowest and most boring film, but it'd be really cool. At yeah, it would. Point. Okay, oh, yeah. so so within mushrooms, right? Obviously, yeah. they're underneath the ground. They're in wood, and so like bacteria is coming for mm. them. Like things are trying to like kill them and eat them. Yeah. So what they're and they're only a single cell wall thick, right? So they're not even so, like so thin. Yeah, they, yeah. Only, they only have one cell wall that, like, protects the, my, the the actual mycelial nerve. Yeah. And so, like, they've got these epic active compounds in mm. them and they are what protect it from, mm. from being eaten, essentially. And um, this then will then transfer into medicinal mushrooms. 
And so <gasps> for a very long time, yeah. um, especially in Asian culture, yeah. um, the concept of adding medicinal mushrooms into dietary into dietary meals has mm. been really like popular. Yeah. And there's a few, like we can't go through all of them today, yeah. but there's a few that I think are really like grassroots stuff. Like yeah. if these maybe the ones you use the most kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. These are ones that I would have daily. Yeah. And um, I think if you're having these, the way that they're influencing your body are going to have like really good outcomes for you. Mm. So the most important part of medicinal mushrooms and the term that I like to use is number one, they're immunologically active. So they're directly dealing with the immune response of your body. And so what does that mean? It means that like, so obviously we have a lot, a lot of cells. Yeah right now running for our body like an insane amount <laughs> like billions billions of cells running yeah. through our body and some of them are some of them are sick some of them are dying some of them are really healthy and our immune response is what is keeping them in check yeah and like dealing with foreign bodies and viruses and bacteria and fungus and all different types of stuff inside our body so you can imagine mm. how how like how much our immune system has to deal with. Mm. So if we're putting these compounds in and they're helping our immune system mm. process and it worked more, work more efficiently and, and with succinctness with organs and systems in our body, yeah. you can just imagine the, the health outcomes yeah. that you would experience from that. And the, the best thing about this is there's a modulating effect. And so modulation is a really important thing to understand because... It doesn't really happen in the medicinal herb world where you have modulation because a lot of plants are like calming or they're like stimulants. They actually, yeah. they will push your body into a state. Yeah. Whereas mushrooms, if you say, for example, if your inflammation response is really high yeah. and it's not meant to be high, then it will help modulate that system, that inflammation system so balance back out. into balance. Yeah. And then if it's if your immune system isn't strong enough, then it mm. will ramp up your immune system to then deal with whatever it needs to. Mm. Inflammation is not bad. It's actually mm. really important for healing. Yeah. But what we're really doing is we're bringing everything back into mm. balance, getting this not like if we all were more balanced. Yeah. Just think about how much more, how much, how much better our society would be yeah. if we're all just a little bit more, you know, together. Mm. You know, some of us have. have quite extreme changes in our day mm. and so balance i think is something that we all need i think so, especially when if you get even if it's from a um, perspective of illness because your body is out of balance and it's like you know it's taken on an illness or you're reacting like you're going to be either like really put out of how you actually are or you're like your whole life's going to change depending on how severe your illness is so mm. yeah like i think we can never have too many things that like bring us back into balance yeah we all need that yeah um, the stresses that our society deals with is nothing compared to what they used to deal with mm. back in the day yeah we, we we have designed this experience of our world yeah. to be so overcomplicated, mm. and we have experiencing stresses that our past lives have never had to experience mm. um and they're all quite emotional, actually. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we're dealing with um, a lot of it would have been, we, we would have just run away or we would have 
you know, we would have worked a lot more. Mm. We would have been moving a lot more. We could like decompress with ourselves just by going to work because mm. there was a lot more physical need. Yeah. Like you would be twisting and moving yeah. and staying fit. Like you'd be running. Yeah. You'd be, Lifting, all these I think types all of the things. jobs too were more labor intensive back Absolutely. in the day as well. Yeah. Now we're forced to just sit. More sedentary, yeah. Sit and get plugged into this wild mycelial yeah. web. <laughs> and it's there's some shit up on there. Yeah. There's some there is some serious amount of stuff up on there and, a, and we're pretty overstimulated. Yeah. So um yeah, so mm. now it would be like Okay, I think we said two, right? Yeah, what would be your two like top medicinal mushrooms that you'd recommend like people really get into? Right, yeah. So <laughs> it's really important that we, with this particular species, yeah. um, they are from the Ganoderma species. So this includes like your reishi mushrooms. Yeah. Now, the reason why reishi mushrooms are amazing, there is tri- these tripanines that are in the, in the Ganoderma species. Yeah. And they've found over 300 different types of compounds from the tripanine family within wow. the ganodermic mushroom. So a lot of compounds yeah. in these guys. And they can only be extracted through an alcohol extraction. So if you're going to be getting, if you mm. want to get access to these compounds, medicinal compounds, they need to be through a tincture. Interesting. Or uh, just something that's gone through a dual extraction process. Yeah. You need the alcohol to actually pull these yeah. amazing compounds out of the mushroom. So you're suggesting like the reishi in the tinctures mix? Tincture or you can get dual extraction powders. Okay. Um, companies that I really, really like yeah. um, that are Australian and local would be um, my amazing friends over um, in Sanford Valley, Sanford Valley Mushrooms. Maddie, she's really amazing. I know that her processes are good. She yeah. grows all those mushrooms herself she's not sourcing them um out of australia which oh, a lot of like life cycle yeah super feast yeah um, tea elixir um all of them are sourcing all their mushrooms from out of yeah out of town or like might have a little lab set up yeah i don't know um it's not, nice to know that so what's the company called the it's Sanford. called Sanford valley yeah. mushrooms so they're really um she's really awesome and i love their company and i'm like i'm partnered up with them mm. and when i do medicinal mushroom workshops i sell my tinctures for yeah so they're really good yeah um but if you were going to get a dual extraction powder i would highly suggest um oh wait we just I'd, pause because that's really loud true oh yeah about sanford farm you're talking about and locally sourced yes so sanford and, valley mushrooms yeah or you can Go to tea elixir. Mm. The only reason I, for the dry powders, the only yeah. reason I suggest um, tea elixir is I know that you're getting a high amount of medicinal potency because yeah. they're actually putting their mushrooms into forest systems and then going oh. collecting them after they've grown in, this, in the forest. So yeah. they've actually had natural competition and have had to create a higher amount of medicinal compounds yeah. to then... You'll get that in the mushroom. Yeah. Um, That's so yeah. interesting. I really, I really rep them and I think they're awesome. So benefits from reishi. So mm. studied in research, we have anti-inflammatory, strengthens your immune system, lowers blood pressure. So that's studied in research. Yeah. The other things we're still researching, we're still running clinical trials. Mm-hmm. So these are some of that may yeah. help with these things. I just thought I'd like make that very clear. Yeah. But um, they're antihistamatic, so mm-hmm. allergy relief, mm-hmm. heart 
and kind of your heart health. So like reishi is like the mushroom of immortality. Mm. So it's like directly to do with like heart and the blood of the body. You can then see like an increase in like energy levels. Um, it's really good to have before you go to sleep mm. as well, like as a late night tincture because um, it's a relaxing mushroom. Yeah. So um, really, really good for getting deep states of sleep. And um, finally, really important, supports your liver, your kidneys, and your lungs. Really wow. epic organs, yeah. like organs that yeah. really help you thrive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's number one. Really would highly recommend that. I use that a lot through summer yeah. and spring because I get hay fever. Interesting. So it's just a nice way for my body to get some nice active compounds yeah. and get access to those. And then I typically won't have it as wild of a like respiratory response mm. have you found too like taking it if it helps your sleep like through have you found your sleep is better nowadays i have a um i have a cacao reishi mix oh from tea elixir and it's really Yum. it's really good mm. um i really rate like because sometimes cacao can be really bitter mm. like which is not a bad thing like in costa rica some of the cacao like some of the best cacao i had was like just really intensely bitter yeah but had just like, it was so much nice it's like having wasabi yeah you know if you had like fresh root ground up wasabi it's really good you have stuff in the packets and it just like makes snot run out of your head yeah. like it's just so like it's not good so it's like it, it just yeah i think the cacao that they have and the and having that like you know, like the Milo, like the Milo yes. before you go to bed. Like it's such a classic thing. Such yeah, like a naughty thing cocoa, to have yeah. your, your naughty Milo for you. Yeah. Like you could change that out for a cacao and reishi. Yeah. That's and funny. Yeah. Yeah. I used to froth on the Milo. So pick number two. Horatium uh, is essentially the lion's mane. So lion's mane is considered to be a nootropic. So... What that means is that it's directly linked to the nervous system. And lion's mane is pretty amazing because if you think about it, if you're walking through life, what's the one thing that your body's using every day? It's making, it's taking up most of your energy. Mm. It's your brain. All the neurological pulses that come out of your brain yeah. are dictating so much of your life. So why not like be putting in compounds mm. and putting in resources to one of the most amazing, you know, parts of your body. So that's why I have it every day. Mm. I have that in a tincture form every day. And you need the alcohol extract. Once again, you need the alcohol extraction yeah. method to get the medicinal compounds out of the lion's mane to actually be experiencing a lot of the cognitive kind of growth factors, yeah. essentially. Now, one of the things that... Um, lion's mane particularly do is that increases the nerve growth factor in the body so it, say for example if you have like damage like da like if you have like a damaged nerve and things like maybe you broke your arm or yeah like you've been in an accident it can help in actually healing your nervous system number mm. one and if you're having good sources of niacin so niacin being like b12 yeah it's a it's a vitamin that will help be a catalyst to actually developing new sheathing around your nervous system like mm. just like a mycelial network yeah those little nerve endings are the same kind of like you can kind of visualize that as our nervous system as well yeah um and it's studied research um anti-dementia anti-alzheimer's gut health and reduces irritability and anxiety now the reason why is they actually ran a study with adults mm. and i think 
it was like 55% of those adults actually had said like, I don't feel as irritable. Wow. I actually feel way more like, and they yeah. had kids. Yeah. They had all different types of lifestyles and they were like, I actually feel a lot more centered. Mm. And the other one was they actually did, you know, like, I don't know how else you meant to research this stuff, but they essentially had rats, um, which were very genetically close to humans. Mm. And then they had the, um, had damaged their brains with their dementia and Alzheimer's kind of, problem and then the lion's mane was mega dosed to them for Mm -hmm. six months these um rats were literally their whole brain and nervous systems and memories like they put back through mazes like their functions all came back with the lion's mane Um, and i actually have a close friend who um, experienced a some pretty hectic tick bites that had damaged her nervous system and over the last 10 years it's the first time she's actually been able to have full function back in her body, wow. which is really amazing. So this stuff is like yeah. I, anyone I meet, yeah. and they're not having light, they're not having medicinal mushrooms. Yeah. This is the first mushroom I would yeah. send to them to with the reishi. Yeah, I um, have lion's mane every day. Um, so good, and I've known yeah, and like one lady, she said that her partner had been like he would take like mega dose medicinal mushrooms individually to kind of see like what that benefits and how he felt in his own body and she was saying he said like with the lion's mane too he could it's almost like when you speak and like when you talk you can almost step out of yourself and like hear what you're saying and like reflect and analyze as it's coming out but also it's almost like just before it comes out almost Mm. Um, and when she said that I was like oh wow like yes like I couldn't like I was like I feel such a difference from like medicinal mushrooms but like Mm. that just like put a finger on I was like that is something I've been experiencing more and more it's like Mm. you have almost like extra processing time before you talk absolutely yeah and it's so interesting it's like you're so much more connected to what you're gonna say because you're already kind of you know what you're gonna say and sometimes I think feel like people are actually chasing themselves in their own conversation Whereas, like, when you're actually so clearly connected to mm. yourself um, and your nervous system and your brain, yeah. what how you're then projecting into the world, which is typically through your voice or yeah. through the movement, yeah. it's just going to be so much more connected. Mm. So um, that's, like, yeah, I think that those two guys, um, I, I do actually have a resource available um, on in my bio link, and it's got, like, my yeah. top eight mushrooms. And I'll link it, your thing. Yeah, yep. there'll be a little a little doc, and you guys can read more yeah. about mushrooms. But yeah, we could spend yeah. literally <laughs> we could spend a whole day in here talking about mushrooms. Yeah, um, this is you know this is just medicinal. I know, this and this be, is two, but not yeah. even like yeah. I feel so like you could go. We haven't so even moved deep. into like micro mediation, like how mushrooms going to heal our natural environments, like mushroom leathers, mm. like you know we talked briefly yeah. on the like there's just. They're literally I'll the get you back for a second episode. Like, Everyone I have one, I'm like, oh you're God. coming back for a second episode. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be like, they are like leading, they're going to lead our world into such yeah. an epic place. Like literally so excited about the future yeah. with mushrooms. Like it's a very empowering knowledge yeah. to have. So. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so where can people, if they want to just like follow you and the little fungi and the mushroom into the future where can people follow your journey on socials and the online world all those things 
all my plugs. Yeah. Oh, my... I will do a link as well. Yeah. But yeah, if you'd like to share um, your main ones. So absolutely, you can head on head over to Instagram. Um, I'm at urban underscore botanica underscore collective. Um, you'll see all the things I'm doing and mm. all the links and the workshops and all that type of stuff happening. Um, and all the terrariums website, all that's there. So that's one main way. And yeah, like also wanted to offer up like one of the biggest feeds coming into me as an interaction is people walking in nature. They yeah. find a mushroom and then they send it to me like, what's this thing? What's <laughs> this thing, so Monty? Cute. What's this thing? I'm going to make it like publicly known. This is the steps that you need to take if you're going to send me a picture of a mushroom. Yeah. Like want- sending an inquiry or something like. Set yeah. up people a little inquiry Send me pictures form. of your mushrooms, yeah. number one. I'm super receptive. Like, show me all the fungi you possibly can. So, number one, you want to take a top, like, pull down the mushroom. This thing's ain't, it's not going to bite you. Yeah. It's all good. Like, just make sure you wash your hands after you frolic with mushrooms. Yeah. But pick it up, take it out, take a picture from the top. Yeah. Take a picture from the bottom. Show me those gills. And then if you have the time, slice it down the center so I can actually see a cross section. Yeah. And then, you know, if you really like, if you really, really want to know, if you maybe you want to eat this thing, get a spore print. So mm. that means just like cut the stem off, place the cap, um, gill side down onto some foil, mm-hmm. um, onto something where you can see where the spores are and then send me a picture. At absolute <laughs> bare minimum, top and bottom picture. So like, like it, so many times, it's like... Yeah, I can imagine the photos it's you get would be like, like a weird handheld one with it like on a weird angle and you'd be like, I can't, I, I can't help you. I, I, <laughs> I need more information. It's just like, man, like it could be like a hundred million things. It could so be even funny. not a mushroom potentially. I don't even know. Like it just, they come in so many weird yeah. shapes, you know, like I'm still, I'm still learning every day. So yeah, that just gives me the best chance. But yeah. yeah. Send me, Sending you mushrooms send me, with a dissection. Yeah. Essentially. Cool. And also just a plug again, Monty's podcast, Born From Nature, definitely head over and he has a really exciting second season dropping soon. And Julia's going to be on it. <laughs> Julian, <laughs> Julian Co- Courtney. Julian Courtney is going to both be on it. Yeah. It's going to be a really epic episode. I'm really excited about producing season two. And yeah, I'm just, so excited to listen to it. Yeah, I'm so glad you've like joined the discussion as well like in, mm. from your from your perspective and from your world with your podcast yeah. like, it's really exciting and like i'm just loving all the, all the network that mm. you have around you and who you're bringing on and i think that's been the most exciting thing as i imagine you'd find as well it's like you really it gives you like a state of reflection to be like whoa i have a really incredible like passionate network around me and you're like this is just that in itself is so inspiring mm. like so many depths and like wells of knowledge and everyone who I've had on like I you know I feel like I joke each other so like I'll come for part two but like I honestly like after a year I'm gonna get everyone to come on maybe again if they're keen because everyone is like their journeys are like some have been doing it for you know eight years or a few years or some are like two months in or you know one year in but like everyone when they come on at this blossoming point of the next transition and I'm like in one year what everyone would have achieved is going to be so epic. Mm. So it's like a follow-up is going to just be like so transformational and interesting. And Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it's, it's really so exciting. easy to feel alone in this world, you know, Yeah, especially when you're a creative, you know, yeah. when you're out there challenging the day-to-day, yeah. um, what a day could be. Yeah. So like, yeah, absolutely. It can feel like deeply feel you on the 
sense of like having a network of people that yeah. like make you feel empowered and mm. yeah it's pretty awesome it is and i'm so grateful for you coming on to the podcast today thank you so much so so happy to be here and yeah, yeah have it was a, i'm sweating like that was <laughs> like juicy <laughs> Just like, was like, I'm just like, that out. had yeah. to take the jumper off considering taking my shirt off right now. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Monty. Yeah, thank you. Deeply appreciated. I hate this. Is this when I wrap? <laughs> yeah, this is when you wrap. Is this going to go onto a hard drive? Yep. Screw it. And I'll also copy it and put it at the end of the podcast. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to do 3005 by Charles Gambino. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, you do... Do you know the... I don't know the words. You don't know the words, Julia? I'm not one of those people. You know how those those are people, they like, they remember all the, like, the songs and the raps. Like, that was never me. I'm just, like, the support crew for this. Okay. If you can just, like, throw up some hollers and stuff (laughs) and just be my hype girl, that'd be great. Okay, so, yeah. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hold on, wait a minute. Oh, good. Just a week ago, crew at my house. We party every weekend, so on the radio. That's my favorite song. Make me bounce around like I don't know, like I won't be here long. Now the throat is gone. Got some patience because I'm not in doctor. Have you for this testing? I think that's right. <laughs> All right, cool. That was my favorite test, yeah. Thank you for listening to episode nine of Making Magic Real. I'm so grateful that you're here today and you've tuned in, and I hope you got a lot out of that episode like I did. If you'd love to leave a review on Apple and like a little star rating, that would be so so incredible thank you so much for your support sending you all the love and all the hugs and i'll see you next time